0: People. This is DNVR Rams late night presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael. I'm joined by Eric weedham aka the D-line. We are talking a Rams homecoming beatdown. Not just a win, a beatdown of the defending conference champions. Should add they were missing their starting quarterback, Nick Starkle, in this one. And it showed in their passing game, it was incompetent. It looked a lot like the uh passing offenses that. College football fans in the state of Colorado have become very familiar with this year. But man, the vibes are immaculate in Fort Collins. Eric, how are you feeling right now? Because after that Vanderbilt game, I mean, it was feeling pretty low, but this is three straight weeks of really competent football.
1: I am feeling oddly uh, confident. I don't know, how, like, <laughs> I don't know what this, I have this strange feeling inside of me where I'm not. Gonna, this. Uh, I'm not just like constantly defending uh, my existence as a CSU alum uh, and then, you know, by extension, a CSU fan. Like um, I feel strange. Like the, the CSU Rams appear to have found an identity on the football field.
0: That's a great point. That is a great point. They do have an identity. It's running the football. It's stretching the field occasionally, which is something they haven't been able to do. They just miss those shot plays time after time. Today, they finally hit one, a 60-yard touchdown, an absolute dime. I mean, an absolute dime. If people have been so hard on Todd Senteo, and the criticism's been fair. This isn't me, like, Mm -hmm. getting on my high horse and being like, oh, see, you guys were wrong. The criticism was (laughs) warranted. But I've been saying, you know, he's the best option that they have. He's shown steady improvement. He's consistently put this team in a position to score. And today, he finally hit one. And he's going to have to be able to do it again in the future. You know, if he misses the next five, it's going to be kind of a mute point. But, man, that was a dime. And it just feels good. Like, it feels good. A homecoming win, fourth-largest crowd in Canvas Stadium history, eighth-largest overall. This was after a one-in-three start. Like, the people are here. They're buying in. And for this team to show out the way that they did in front of that crowd – I just think it's a big confidence booster for the entire morale of the program, obviously in that locker room, but they never really wavered. I mean, they were talking confidently, even after the Vanderbilt game. And clearly they knew some things that we didn't about themselves, but I just think from a fan perspective, and I think this is something you can really chime in on. Like it's hard to buy in when you lose to an FCS team by 19. It's hard to (laughs) buy in when you lose to Vanderbilt in a very winnable game, basically handed over on penalties, it's easy to buy in when you beat Toledo on the road. You almost beat Iowa. And uh, don't look now, my, my harshest critics, but Iowa is in fact good. Took down Penn State today. <laughs> They're in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten. They very well might win out. And I know every week is weird, but I just think it, it speaks volumes that CSU was able to go out and hang with Iowa and then follow it up with this. And I just think it gives such confidence going into conference play. -hmm. I mean, have you have you started talking trash to Buffs fans yet? Like, this is where we have to be as CSU fans, right?
1: (laughs) No, no, I'm definitely not there with this at all. Um, This is like too new. Have you watched that? Did you watch that Minnesota game? Oh, they're terrible. I mean, it really has nothing. But my thing is like, it has nothing to do with them. Like, we gotta we gotta build. We gotta work on ourselves before we start working (laughs) out. Like, we're not really in a position to start talking trash just because they have now reached the place where we were. Were. um And also, like I don't know, man. It's just like there's just something nice about being like feeling like you're right and also like just, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, without it's, having yeah. to be just like a dick.
0: Yeah, and and I I think that's spot on. Just some we got some love in the comments from my man Nick. He was out at the the DNVR Trey McBride signing, which is something I want to talk to to you oh, about before yeah. we go. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Caden Camper, though CSU's kicker, started one of four, missed two field goals in that you know close loss to Vanderbilt. Since that moment, he's eleven of eleven. He had a five for five game at Toledo. He was six of six today. That's a school record. He drilled a fifty-three yarder. We can trust the kicker at this point. I mean, it's it's so weird to see a college kicker hit a fifty-yard field goal at this point, like anything over 48 with a college kicker, I'm like,
1: he's going to miss this by 15 yards. Oh yeah. Like, and it's funny. I mean, I don't know you were at the game, so I was watching it on television. The angle that they used for that field goal made it look like it was a 500 yard field goal. Like it, they kicked the ball. I mean, it was like, I I haven't really, I don't know what, I don't know if they had like a wide angle lens or something, (laughs) like a fish eye but I was like, what are they, are they kicking this from their own end zone? And then somehow it like just kept, going and it went through and i would i was like
0: what, 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 what is happening effect. it's the cinematic yeah, process totally. I mean, if totally. anybody on the staff can appreciate it it's you it's you're right
1: you're right <laughs> well it's just unfortunately i mean unfortunately i have my emotions although that's not even true then see here's where we are in the season the csu season like i'm considering turning my emotions on like i am i'm not there But, like, I'm considering allowing my emotions to get involved with CSU football. That is where we are, and that is a monumental statement.
0: I think the next two weeks are really going to define kind of where this season is going. And if you're a DMVR member, I have written about this extensively. This is the point of the season where they had to turn things around. So far, things are, you know, they're going the right way. You pick up a road upset at Toledo. You show well Mm -hmm. at, at Iowa. You come home. You win a game against San Jose State in which you were favored. But really, people around the country, they were expecting San Jose State to win this game. They're the reigning conference champions. They got a ton of defensive talent. Now you go to New Mexico next week, a team you haven't lost to in over a decade. Now, you can't get too full of yourselves because you, like, <laughs> I've talked to the New Mexico coaches and players. They want this bad. Like they, They're well aware that it's been 11 straight and they, they definitely, definitely, or 10 straight, whatever it is. They definitely want to pull out that victory. But if you can do that, you're sitting at 500 with a chance to go to Utah state, which is going to be a tough game. If you win that, you're four and three going into the important games, but you're going to be feeling yourselves. And that's kind of been the big thing that the Rams have lacked these last couple of years. They just, they haven't had anything to good feel good about aside from a border war win in an empty stadium in a weird year. It just finally feels like the vibes are trending the right way.
1: dude. It's all about the vibes. This squad is like straight vibes right now. Uh, It's all about talking about that. We got to talk about that, those vibes. Yeah, um, so my relationship with the CSU Rams has been, you know, we got Urban Meyer involved in doing a coaching search, which (laughs) right now doesn't seem like that's the the most deft move. His uh, his stock
0: is at a low point.
1: (laughs) I I think we could probably get him as the CSU coach now that uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're the dust to settle, but – We bring in Steve Adazio, who, you know, I don't know anything about, obviously, coaching in uh, BU for however many years with, like, very limited success. And, you know, he sort of shows up and, like, just everything was terrible. Like, there were, like, weird off-the-field issues. Like, there was, like, all sorts of bizarre Like allegations and stories that kept coming out, like before we even played a game. We're like, I'm like, what, dude, what is this? And then, like, bizarre recruiting. I don't know. Like, it doesn't look, things feel like really strange. They feel really off. And then we get like the doors blown off of us multiple times by. Uh, You know opponents that you feel like you should win, or at least be competitive against. We get the one victory, like you say, against Wyoming. We get the boot, which feels great. Um, But then everything else has been absolute garbage. We start off the year, we lose to an FCS team, um, which turns out they turns out they're incredible. But um, so I mean, you got embarrassed.
0: It's not that they lost to an FCS team; it's that they got completely manhandled and lost by nineteen. And that frustration (laughs) is still warranted. But I will yes. point out that they've won their last three games by a margin of 151-14. to 14. And if you can't comprehend <laughs> that that is a good football team, then yeah. you're just looking for something to
1: be pissed <laughs> you're off. are just looking for problems. But, I mean, like, my larger point is that, like, it's starting to feel like the, like I said before, the CSU Rams are developing, like, a real identity. And it feels like it's coming from the head coach. And I don't know. Like, for he the first time in a really long right but yeah, it, it, for the first time in a really long time I feel like this program actually has some direction and they actually have um something to stand on. Like they they feel a little bit like the CSU teams that I grew up with and I went to school during where their you know their identity is that they're tough and that they, you know, they have they're big in the trenches. They have big lunky running backs that just like chew up yards. Like the the strange um I don't know, sort of like SEC-ified version of CSU that happened like the last 10 years was like always so bizarre to me. We've talked about this a lot. And, um, you know, being wide receiver you and um, just like always- It was flashy,
0: but it wasn't- It
1: wasn't wasn't successful. And
0: it wasn't sustainable football. And while the Adazio brand of football is not sexy, it's, you know, relying on the ground game. It's winning the trenches. It's going for field goals when you have an opportunity to kick points. Instead of, you know, being aggressive and going balls to the walls in that situation, obviously worked out today. Um, I do think it is sustainable. And when you look at programs like Wyoming, they're very similar right now. It's built Mm -hmm. on toughness. It's built on punching other teams in the mouth. They're not flashy. They're not going to score 50 most weeks. But if it's a grinded out type game, they're going to be in it. And that's kind of really what this conference is based on in general. I've talked to a lot of different coaches, a lot of former players. And they're like the best teams consistently in this league. Are just the toughest teams, the flashiest teams crumble, especially as the season goes on, because you do have to face a lot of good teams. And obviously, you want the offense to be much more explosive. I'm not, you know, sitting here saying the last couple of weeks were, yeah, you know, sign me up for more of that. But with they what we saw today, they weren't, bad this,
1: they weren't bad today.
0: No, they were great. Tots and Teo had the seventh best completion <laughs> percentage in a single game in CSU football history. Started five of five on the first drive, 12 of 12 overall. I mean. I was starting to get the the draft ready for like this Todd Centeo record breaking piece because I was like, man, he is balling. Um if I do have any criticisms, I guess it would be in that second quarter, they kind of went away from the passing game for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there thinking, my man's just balling. Like, what yeah. why are we why are we slowing down? Like, keep letting him throw the football. Um
1: Let my man's breathe.
0: Like, yeah, like let him do his thing. Like, why are we holding him back? But it was just encouraging to see, and I think that. With the veterans that they have on this roster, they should at least be expected to be competitive in every game that they play from here on out. What does the long-term success at CSU look like under Adazia? We'll have to see. They have so many guys that are just huge, important pieces to this team, but they're going to lose. You know, Trey McBride, Scott Patchett, Manny Jones, Ryan Stonehouse. All these dudes are going to be gone next year. How they're able to respond after that, we shall see. But I will say, and while there's some fair criticisms of how the whole recruiting process has played out, they've lost some dudes to transfer and all that. Some young guys are really stepping up and making plays for this team right now. Jack Howell, true freshman safety, comes up with a big-time interception in this one. Uh, just He just seems to have a nose for the football. Like He's always in the right spot. They got an interception from Robert Floyd last week, another true freshman. Like The back end of this defense is very young. It's very inexperienced, which means there's going to be low moments, like the last touchdown that they gave up where they're just out of position. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing some more consistency. And I just think that's really encouraging. we got another question here in the comments from Nick. Uh, he did so well spreading it around. Yeah, eight different players caught a ball today. That's exactly what they've been lacking. I, I need to go back and verify it, and I will before I write. I believe that's the highest in the Adazio era at CSU by like a pretty wide margin. I'm pretty confident <laughs> in saying that, but... <laughs> Just for, you know, facts, I am a reporter. I don't want to just go ahead and say it. But, yeah, man, they spread the ball around. They were effective on the run. Ajan Vivens comes in in his first career start and, and picks up 31 carries. We had a comment earlier asking why didn't David Bailey and Dante Wright get some yep. touches. They did suit up. Um, I think they probably could have gone if they absolutely had to, but it was just a situation where they were going to kind of try and hold them back, see how the game plays out. This is just me guessing. They didn't end up playing at all. I think it's a big boost that they were able to keep these guys on the bench for another week. Why take more hits? If it's not necessary, you're moving the ball. You did your thing. You get them back next week and hopefully you're able to, you know, kind of get rolling here before we kind of move on to our next segment and uh, talk about the turning point, got to shout out Chevalier mortgage our presenting sponsors. Okay. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. You can make the bubble work for you. I actually was talking to Mike in Virginia the other night at the McBride signing. Really great people. It was awesome. Um, Really appreciative of them for helping us put on that event. And they were just explaining all the intricacies of this to me. And I'm like, guys, I'm so broke. I'm not going to buy a house until I'm 90. But for all of you that are in the buyer's market, you know how stressful it is trying to buy a house. You know, it's it's crazy out there in Colorado. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off of you. They're going to alleviate so much stress. They're going to take the worry off your plate. And they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR hat like this or a shirt of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Got a lot of love for our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. They truly are the best in the biz. I want to talk about the turning point in this one with you, Eric, because... Let's do it. There was a moment in the first half where this game was starting to feel a lot like the Vanderbilt game. You'd gone into the red zone a couple of times. You had to settle for field goals. Instead of being up 21-0, you're only up 13-0. San Jose State responds with a touchdown drive. You're sitting there at 13-7. And I'm talking to some of the guys on press round. I'm like, man, this would be peak CSU to only go up <laughs> six points after
1: absolutely – Listen, dominating. You're, so you're so wounded.
0: You're so wounded. I've been through this so many times, guys. <laughs> so many times. But they responded. There was two minutes left. And I actually – I got a text from a good friend of mine really uh, diehard CSU fan. And he's like, I hate that CSU's offense is not built to go down the field and score in this position. And honestly, I was thinking the same thing, at least based on what we had seen from this Rams offense in the first three games. Instead, they're able to go down the field and on fourth down, Todd Santeo connects with justice McCoy, a converted quarterback to wide receiver for 22 yards. It Mm -hmm. sets CSU up. Excuse me. They're allowed to take two shots at the end zone because of it. The second one, it draws a pass interference call. They're able to get the ball at the two-yard line and attempt a field goal. This was somewhat controversial because you're at the two-yard line, four seconds left. You do have a timeout. Maybe you go for the touchdown, but you're really dependent on the refs at that point to blow it dead at the right point. And I just think that getting points before the half and going up two scores and not one yes. was such a momentous Moment, and so I think the turning point really was that four play stretch there it starts with CSU converting on fourth down getting the ball uh 22 yards to justice McCoy after that they're able to you know set up the shot plays and you get the field goal and you just you go up nine instead of you know coming out and it just I think that was huge like if you go for it in that situation and you run a drop the middle which is what CSU would do in that situation course, for those of you that like, really <laughs> want you know the Rams to go for it there and if it goes for a loss, or you get stuffed and the clock runs out, instead of going into the half feeling great, you know, I'm up two scores, we dominated. you're feeling, man, this should have been like 28, seven, probably. It's only 13 to six. San Jose State just got the stop. They get the ball in the second half. I honestly think just I'm a big believer in momentum, and I just kind of think that stopped the only momentum that San Jose State was able to create in this game. Do you want to score more touchdowns in the red zone? Yes, but I think it was big. What are your thoughts on that? Did you like the decision to kick the field goal?
1: Did it make sense <laughs> to you? Were you mad? I was not mad. I mean, i it's the type of thing where CSU is in such a place that we just need points. Like, you just need to score when you're able to score. Like, we're not in a place where we need – where it's a it's a beggar and a chooser situation. Like, we just need to sort of, like – continue to move forward like just take make the smart choice start to build some momentum start to build some confidence create again uh more of this identity and like really play off of it like a lot of that just comes down to just knowing you know i I mean an identity is just sort of like knowing what you do in a situation you're not like constantly trying to search and try and figure out um you know what the right move is and i like it you know like like you said like, let's let, yeah, let, let, let's let's do it like let's let's follow it along and let's see it all the way through it so to that end like you're right like just getting points being up two scores going into the half um and i don't know about you but i mean i never ever this entire game felt like csu was in danger like i, I don't know maybe i've deluded myself to the point where um i've just told myself this story that uh that I keep telling here over and over that CSU's found an identity. And somehow now I'm an, an Adazio guy like that quickly. I was so, like, I, I have literally tweeted more than one time this season that he needed to be fired, but like, I'm already <laughs> completely back in. Like takes absolutely nothing to get me back. But um, you know, like there's just something about like, they, they just felt like they were in control the entire time. And, and I saw today, I saw like a legitimate passing attack from Colorado state football from Todd Santeo, from these Rams. Like, and it wasn't just throwing it to Trey McBride over and over and over, which by the way, not a terrible idea, but I I don't know, man. Like, I just, I I I have this like odd sense of calm when it comes to the Rams. Like, I just feel like things are going well for them right now. And like, things are going to continue to go well. And they are in a place where we can actually start to have some expectations of them again.
0: The playing smart football. They've shown consistent improvement in every single facet of the game at this point of the season. Now, you need more consistency with the passing offense. Again, this is a small sample size. Centeno was actually really good through the air in that South He was. Confusing He he missed one shot to Dante Wright in that one, but he also hit him a couple times in the second half. Um, Against Vandy, against Iowa, he wasn't very good. Like He wasn't awful. He wasn't the reason that they lost that Iowa game, which is kind of what some people alluded to. Now <laughs> he missed an opportunity to go up twenty one
1: seven. I mean, whatever. The- yeah, that, I mean that's like, such a pipe dream. Like to to really that's look back the at that Bowl. Iowa like, game. Yeah, like to look back at that Iowa game. Like, oh, we should have won. Like, no, we shouldn't have. We, but the fact that we were like in it to begin with is just like it's a confidence. You're upset about, yeah. If like you're upset about the fact that we were not able to pull off the upset against the team that is now ranked third in the nation, just pulled an upset over uh, Penn State. Like. And Colorado State played them just as tough. Uh, like, and you're just looking for
0: reasons to be mad. You're like, just looking you for reasons to be upset. You can be skeptical of the future. You know, you can be like, you know, I don't know how this Adazio thing is going to play out for the Rams long term. And that's a fair skepticism to have of any coach in year two or, you know, even kind of like a sub year one because of the way yeah, they're you know, impacted in one last point. year.
1: Like, yeah, what, like, what was, last year like was two years, years,
0: but yeah. it, it's so hard <laughs> to count last season. I don't know. I just, I feel good. I'm excited going into conference play. And I just, I can't say enough about Todd Santeo in this one because he has been mocked. He's been ridiculed. He's been harshly criticized. And again, a lot of the criticism is fair, but you got to remember he is, you know, like a 20 year old dude, however old he is. He's a oh, college
1: coach. Most of the mockery and the criticism again came from me. Like I, <laughs> I was, I've been flaming this guy at Twitter. Like he has been awful the first couple of weeks. I mean, like missing at that. Point. As a passer, he's been terrible. Like, but he as a quarterback, today, he, he has been
0: effective. Is that that's yes. the key distinction? Because he moves the offense. Yes. He doesn't, for the most part, put them in a bad position by forcing one. He did have one today. Uh, he tried to force on third and long late in the game. The defense dropped it. Wouldn't have really made an impact, but he's put this team in winning football. And today he finally was able to just kind of connect all the dots. But, you know, I, I talked to him on, on Wednesday and as like, you know, what are you guys doing to work on the explosives of this offense? And he's like, honestly, we've had opportunities to connect on them. It's not like the plays were wrong calls. He's like, I miss some guys. Sometimes receivers have been in bad position, but we just got to get it together. But he's like, I miss Trey wide open at Iowa point blank period. That was an opportunity to change the game. He has taken absolutely everything on the chin and he's responded with nothing but like humbleness and grace. And I think that's really rare. Like I just, people don't understand that I've covered a lot of quarterbacks. Most of them. Okay. Or competent at least, but I've covered some stinkers too. And I promise you <laughs> that when we ask them about the bad decisions they made or missed opportunities, they're not sitting there taking it on the chin. It's, you know, dancing around and it's, you know, trying to avoid the questions and he's done none of that. The dude's a leader. And quite honestly, it was, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he was able to go out and do that in front of the home fans. I hope he's able to build off of it moving forward um yeah we can bring the last comment uh back up I, like m-
1: mostly with Todd Senteo, it's not it's not even that I'm happy with for him I'm happy for me like I want to w- I want to win football games it's incredible like when we got Todd Senteo and he was I was like all right like who's this guy and he has a like this nose stud that I hate looking at I'm like I hate that my quarterback has a nose stud and I've been like out on him and I and he was playing terribly and like now I'm like I'm like i'm like am i a todd santeo guy like am i like am i am i like number one todd guy over here
0: first of all your anti-nose stud <laughs> is the wrong one nose studs are cool I no like no they're not cool point. no no way before everyone else did it i'd like to point out he <laughs> was like nine years ago i got some looks when i had that you know close to a decade ago
1: no, no, I, I'll def- I'll die on this hill. No man should pierce his nose. I, every woman, every woman should pierce their nose. It works on every woman. I got
0: a, I got a, I got a lot of compliments from the ladies back in the day from my newsroom. So I'm just going to throw that out. Getting back on track, we got a comment out that's from my guy Swole Cracker. I was disappointed that CSU didn't exploit San Jose loading up in the box in the second half and let Santeo throw the ball. I understand that criticism. They were definitely stacking on it, but CSU was still, you know, fairly effective on the run. I don't think you want to put them in a position to fail, you know? Like, yes, there was room to throw the ball, but you're up double digits. Your defense is playing great. It's yeah. just kind of a situation where you don't want to force something unnecessarily, especially after you had already connected on the 60-yard touchdown and followed it up with the 53-yard field goal. At that point, I mean, the game was over. Senteo told me after the game, He's like, I was running over the sidelines after that touchdown saying that's it. That's the dagger after we hit that touchdown. And it was. It completely yep. took San Jose State out of it. They were able to win. Because of this, Todd Santeo, my DraftKings king of the game for the first what? time this season. I'm really torn. I want to give it to Caden Camper in some <laughs> regards because he has a you know six for six uh, school record. Dude, I already gave it to him the- for a five for five day. And Todd Senteo was great today. He was Dude, absolutely tremendous. Look at this
1: traumatic. graphic. Uh, at this graphic. You can't even see his nose stud because of the way that the uh, face mask lines up. It's a beautiful graphic. Great job you hear. here.
0: Oh, man. And he really <laughs> gone off the rails with some old man takes now, um, which is not something that I expect out of Eric, being honest. Uh, but shout-out to Todd Santeo. Best performance he's had as a CSU Ram by far, not even close. And shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, They've got a week five offer for every football fan that you gotta jump on. New customers can bet $1 on any NFL game. You can win 100 dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. We haven't had a 0-0 game in the NFL since 1943. Man, I was young back then. So this is a no-brainer. DraftKings, you can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. Uh don't wanna don't wanna ruminate over it, but that garbage time touchdown by San Jose oh, State actually killed my six leg. <laughs> Same game parlay that was bound to hit. Um, six throwing, legs. So six legs. I was spot on on this game. I knew it, uh, I knew exactly what was going to happen. That garbage time touchdown screwed me, but that's okay. You can combine multiple bets, and you're going to get a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your money when you want. Download the top-rated app now. Make sure you're using the code DNVR when you sign up. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's a little bit concerning to me that I have the gambling hotline memorized now. Like I could do the last part of the ad.
1: It sounds um, like it's like important for you with these uh, six legs. Five legs was you were you didn't feel like there was an adequate adequate number of legs for your parlay.
0: Well, I got it all the way up to like plus six ninety. I was set to, I was set to really rake it in, man. I and like I said, I was spot on. I nailed the other ones, and I was sitting pretty. And I turned to my guy Eddie at the end of the third quarter. I was like, Sigh. I was like, I can only give up ten more points, which means they're going to give up eleven. That's how it played out. But you want to know what? It can't all be wins because then I'm going to get selfish. Oh, then we I'm know like, that. I'm going to be feeling myself a little bit too much. I've been on a hot streak. Um, I can live with it because you want to know what? The green and gold, they got the victory on homecoming. Fourth largest crowd, man. I just, I've so desperately wanted CSU students to be engaged with CSU athletics. I mean, this goes back to last decade, even when I was a student. And it used to frustrate the hell out of me. Like when there would be good teams that didn't command good crowds, I was starting to get kind of worried coming into this year in the summer thinking about basketball and like they're going to be a top 25 team they're gonna to have to win like nine games before anybody buys in man i think people are ready to go i i don't know if it's just a product of covid last year and like freshmen <laughs> not getting out of the house and they're like you want to know what i just want to do something but yeah. it's so encouraging to see like oh look at that right now, look what at is that, that. it's unbelievable so many people i think i mean if they keep it up you can have a sellout for that boise state game if you win these next two weeks
1: I they've never that. beat boise man this has been the whole thing every time that i i mean i you know if you work and live and grow up in colorado you experience and encounter uh people that go to or have gone to uh see you i don't know if you this has happened to you before um and they they will explain to you like what a loser uh, why we're not even worth their breath? Like, yeah, they're not even worth their breath. Like, no one can go to the stadiums. Like, Hughes were such a piece of garbage. Bah, 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 and like, there's no chance. CSU is hopeless just as a concept. There's no way that they can ever get back into the idea of being like a relative branch or franchise, relative uh, <laughs> a uh, school, and um, you know, building this with such folly because no one cares. No one's going to show up. And like during COVID, it, you know, like during the past year whatever like sometimes you're like oh man are they right like no one's showing up like people are leaving at half but like you just it just we just need like a little bit to be to know that it's like worth our time like if you're it's going a to day. i mean if, like, yeah, if you're football like,
0: is a long process
1: four hours it is and, but know. like but it's worth it like if you know that the athletic department and the team in general is going to meet you with the same level of intensity that they at least care as much as you do. Like that's really all you can ask for. And at that point, like then it's fun. Like then you start to develop traditions. And then like the, the stadium means something. And like, ta- like we're just at the beginning of something that could actually be really big and meaningful for, you know, not only Colorado State, but also for Collins. And I, you know, I've I've seen this coming, but I just felt like, you know, at various points over the last year plus right. that and that's why I was so frustrated with, with Adazio at times. It's like, man, that you just have a golden opportunity here. Like, please, please make do or make the best of this opportunity that has been presented. And like today... They're lucky
0: that this worked out, I will say, because a lot of these homecoming tickets were obviously purchased in the summer. So, you know, like if this homecoming would have been later in the season and there were a couple home games in between, we probably would have had some dip crowds after that one in three start. Yeah. But they're in right now. They're buying in. They Get got back, Eric baby. excited. Look at I me. Mean, I haven't seen Eric excited about CSU ever. No. even When we were working with Trey and talking to David, and then like when we designed or when he designed, I don't want to say we, when he designed the wow. ramps.
1: Yeah. I looked at, at it. the
0: stamp of approval. Throwing in yeah. that we should add a defend the fort line in there. I contributed a little bit. <laughs> It's like the group project, you know. Technically yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uploaded yeah. the PowerPoint to the website. What do you mean I didn't do anything?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's collaborative. We did it. Uh you and I, we've brought the program back uh, single-handedly. Congratulations to us. And uh I'm glad to see it, it happen. Feels really good. A lot of hard work. It does feel good. Yeah. We're gonna wrap up
0: with Bruce for you in just a second, which is just kind of where we talk about individuals, which we've already gone through some of it. Um one more comment here. Vivens-Thomas was a great one-two punch today. Running back room was taking punches with Bailey out, McElroy entering the portal. They're still bringing it. Great point. Vivens and Thomas were awesome today. They had to face a heavy workload. They were facing stacked boxes in that second half. They were running really hard. And they were really complementary of each other. I thought that the play calling in the red zone got a little bit stagnant. I know all the halfback draws in the second half can be a little bit boring, but it was clear they were just trying to get out of there with the win. But Vivens and and Thomas, they've got something in that backfield. Like this, that is a combo you can work with. I, I was very encouraged. Um, but just before we play Bruce for you, I kind of just wanted to ask you about the NLI stuff. And we talked about it a little bit, you know, on the last podcast. But obviously, we just had a really successful event out at Shields on Monday night. Thank you to them for partnering with us. I might be overestimating a little bit, but I, I really don't think I am. I would say there was over two hundred people that came through that night. I think we sold like all the brothers McBride shirts. I mean, it was, I got goosebumps, man. Like I was like, Holy crap. Like we did this. It's a Monday night. There were accidents galore on I-25 took me three hours to get up there. And so many people packed out. Like what's, how does that feel for you as somebody that's just played such a big role in the vision of all of this?
1: Well, it's like really, I mean, so this is like, two sides of this coin here are first off, like this was my idea. Like I imagined this because I knew that we had the relationship with shields. They already sell our, uh, DNVR stuff. And I was like, well, what a perfect place to host something for the McBride specifically who, you know, are popular in Fort Collins, but really are popular in that general area that Shields ultimately the whole front but like that like that is Rams country, like where Shields is. Like that is totally Johnstown,
0: Loveland, like as soon as you start getting west a little bit, you know, once you get to Longmont, like that's Boulder Territory.
1: Yes. Yes. Erie,
0: Johnstown, Loveland, that's Ram country.
1: Yes. So when we started the NIL stuff, first and foremost, I mean, Trey McBride was the first person that uh, we thought to include from the Ram side. I mean, it was like immediately like, okay, we need to talk to Nate Landman. We need to talk to Trey McBride. And so, you know, being able to first and foremost, like actually work with him um, and his agent and like, you know, like sort of break down the barrier. Yeah. Like just break down the barrier of like this, you know, this, big idea of a guy like that and you know he's just like a cool college kid you know like just comes around comes to the bar shakes my hand we talk about what he wants to do he has like very minimal ideas because he's like i don't know man just do like whatever like so um so that's like really fun to have that come to fruition and then you know for me i was like nervous about it also because obviously anytime that i do anything like <clears throat> if it doesn't work it feels t- bad yeah, <laughs> and no, it's yeah, it's naturally. better to feel. Yeah. It's better to feel good. So I, I hope to feel good when I do things, but like I had a tragedy beset my or fall upon my life the day before my dog died. And I don't really want to talk about it, but so I was like in a really bummed place. And so I like, didn't, I didn't, I like took a mental health day. I, like, I didn't, I'm like, dude, I can't go and have like nobody show up to this. And like, I'm already in my feelings and I'm just crying or something. And she sheels like, that would be a bad move. So like to hear the reports back from you guys about like how well it went and to see the uh, the images and just to, to know that the, the Brides were able to feel the love, it like meant a lot to me because, you know, like I, it feels good to like not only feel good yourself, but to a- allow other people to feel support and to feel connection and to, you know, start to build that concept of this larger Rams community and like, really the the vision here at dnvr is always just based on the idea of community we preach it all the time but you know sports are such that there's so many there's so much just like wide appeal to sports it's like a really good start starting uh, a starting point to have a conversation with people that you don't know and so totally. knowing that us just putting something out and we're able to bring people together it just feels great every single time so this was very special i wish i had been there i'm very glad that you were able to go there i saw the the smile on your face for the photos and it, it, it was very real and that made me feel really good too because I know that you've uh you know you've been down with it you've been you've been down with this Ram squad and they've given you nothing for a long time so like just we're just all taking dubs man it felt great
0: it was awesome man and um'm shout out to everybody that came out shout out to everybody in the dnvr Rams community that's listening tonight we've had a really active uh comment section I genuinely like thank you guys so much thank you for supporting my work um Covering CSU is special to me. Like it's not necessarily special to everyone. For some people, it's just a job. And I understand that. And I don't judge those people, but I grew up a CSU fan. I grew up following it. I worked for the CSU football team. I busted my ass in student media and it hasn't been a lot of success over the last decade, (laughs) but there's just this sense of pride in getting to cover this team and connect with all the people and talk about the history and bring a little bit of the old school and the new school together. And, it's just really cool what we're doing. But that's enough of the pat on the back. i starting to get a little bit. That's, uh, that's
1: gross. I know. What problem Yeah, we're, we're
0: getting a little too braggatory at this point. So let's bring Bruce for you And <laughs> our last segment of the night. Um, this is where I just kind of, it's like helmet stickers, basically, where I grade people's performance, give them just some shout-outs. Um, nobody gets an O'Doul today, which is awesome. Everybody's really? getting real booze. Hypothetically wow. or whatever,
1: you know what I'm saying? I'm um, <laughs> no, no, so worried that somebody's going to get offended by it. I Somebody know.
0: Like, we're, we're They're <laughs> not 21 years old. And I'm like, okay.
1: The, our, our entire network is sponsored and is in so deeply infused with Brett Brew. It, you're okay. You know what? And again, I'll say this. like, If one of these players is not 21 and you've given them a, a full alcoholic beard, um, I gave it to them. I don't care. I, I and if they want to, if they want to come and drink, I'll just give. Them, I'll, I'll be like the cool uncle. It's fine. Nobody cares.
0: <laughs> oh man, I love that. And uh, I love Breck <laughs> Brew, by the way. Um the, uh, the person I live with, my significant other. I, my oh, the SSL, I got so dude. weird about this. She, uh, she works for Breck, so we got a lot of Break left. Ah. Anyways, nice I, flex, I got a, bro. <laughs> that's what I do. man. <laughs> what I do, it's nothing but dubs tonight. I'm, <laughs> I'm on victory no. hour, like dude. You sound like you've had a,
1: you sound like you've had no duels or two. I don't know. Like, you're just, <laughs> I you're gotta. Just
0: <laughs> we're playing some.
1: We're playing oh, some games. Look at you, bro! I,
0: but I put the cozy on it because I only show love to Breck to people that pays. That's pay. right. That's
1: right. I don't have <laughs> oh, no wow. free advertisements on <laughs> no, DMVR Rams late night. No <laughs> That's handouts. Not, not what we're about. Uh, the only thing we hand out is uh, alcoholic beverage to under 21 players. So let's do that. Stop. Let's let's talk about
0: who gets a pint and a pint. You know, you feel good about a pint. It's not a member beer. It's not a beer tower, but you feel Turn good ahead. about the day. And uh, I'm starting with Ryan Stonehouse, who he was in position for a member beer. And then he had kind of his first shank of the season. It like went out near midfield I was like, what was that? I don't I don't even know how to handle myself when it's not a rocket off Stonehouse's foot. It's like when Peyton Manning threw an interception or something, you're just like, yeah. well, that's that's not supposed to happen. Um, but he broke the NCAA's uh, all-time um, hunting yardage record today. He's Pretty a stud. Good. He's going to be a beast at the next level. He's currently the all-time leader in average. He's just a good dude. And I'm not going to criticize him too hard because we're all – know we all miss a jump shot every now and then and he's basically steph curry when it comes to
1: punting you know what i think is so interesting about him is like his punting formation like he doesn't have that like traditional like really big follow-through like his leg doesn't like carry up over his head he like does just sort of like a half kick it looks like a pooch punt but somehow it just goes forever i don't i have not been able to figure it out
0: honestly I haven't paid that close attention to it, but now that you brought it up, I'm probably going to obsess over it and watch about 50 videos of him tonight and then like interview him on it. So anyways, we will get back to his punting and how that all works in the coming days because now I'm fascinated. Uh, I also have a pint for EJ Scott, who is CSU's number two wide receiver today. He had a uh, a successful run, a couple of good catches. The point of it, though, is outside of Dante Wright, CSU's had nobody be successful at receiver this year. EJ, Time Cola, they both stepped up in a big way today. You get a pint for that young man.
1: Oh, all right.
0: <laughs> He's actually not a young man. He's like a fifth year senior, but that's okay. <laughs> he can definitely drink. We don't have to worry about. The yeah, other part crazy. about, the,
1: and the other greatest part about you okay. giving these out is that it's unclear to anybody who doesn't know you if you are 11 years old or 35 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so if, gonna... there's nothing better than when you explain that to a young man that he is deserving <laughs> of <become> a fight.
0: <putt. laughs> I went out with a family friend for their, to celebrate his 21st birthday about uh, two weeks ago. I got carded more
1: that night than <laughs> It was that so did people... frustrating. How do you how are you not used to this? You just need to have it like in a laminate just like on I know. your <laughs> I'm like, a oh, man. I'm 40. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's incredible.
0: I have a let's go to the member beers. Let's let's, let's just do keep it fun.
1: Let's just do I it, got a man.
0: member beer for Ajan Vivins and Jalen Thomas both. I got two member beers for Ajan cuz he had like 33 carries in this one. He's gonna need an extra one. Probably some CBD pills. Gonna be feeling a little bit loose right. to that. Go to maybe you know go check out some of our friends at Solace Meds. I don't know how that all works. Um, I think they have CBD. Uh, anyways. They do.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes,
0: they do. I was like, I'm not. I don't want him to take anything he can't take. Obviously, but um, <laughs> let's just move on. I got a member beer for Trey McBride. Uh, he led the team with six catches for 60 yards today. Did his thing. There will probably never be a game in which Trey doesn't at least get a member beer.
1: Oh, and by the way, he definitely scored. Like if they would have, if they would have reviewed that, like that ball absolutely broke broke the plate. We need better refs in the Mountain West. Let's crowd it. Well, I I was surprised they didn't review it, but I mean, it it ultimately didn't matter. But Trey McBride absolutely scored a touchdown today.
0: Well, that would have killed my bet even earlier. So I guess that's something. (laughs) Um, Ty McCullough gets a member beer for his 60-yard touchdown. Great catch, great route, even better ball. But it's just, again, you know, it's encouraging to see other receivers outside of Dante Wright, outside of Trey McBride, outside of David Bailey stepping up, making plays. They're going to need a lot of it. He was highly touted coming out of San Diego, actually picked CSU over Boise State. San Diego State had some Pac-12 offers. I'd really like to see him play a factor down the line, yeah. It yeah. was a great start.
1: You're not right, man, or you're not wrong about that that whole connection. That, like, you've mentioned more than one time that that dime from Todd Santeo was as shocking as it was impressive. It was the I was like, what? Like, I, it doesn't even like that's not even a consideration that I have that we're going to hit a deep. Pass play with Todd Senteo. It was so. I was like, "Oh, baby!" I can't you.
0: wait till he like completely turns his entire career around and just like becomes the face of the team. And, 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 and like, then I show up with a Todd Senteo I... to an NLI deal, and I'm like, "Oh!" oh here's and I show up
1: with yeah, I show up with a nose stud. I'm like, "Dude, I'm a huge Todd guy now." <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever
0: it takes to make sure you get a nose
1: nose stud. Uh,
0: Scott Hatching gets a include some holding
1: me down and actually just giving it to me, but I'm all the same, I, I could use some help aesthetically, so I'm fine. It heals up, you know, you just take it out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's for the retweets, it's for the retweets, that's true.
1: Do it, do it for the content, all for the content,
0: exactly. Um, we got a, a member beer for Scott Patchin and everybody in that front seven because it's just been tremendous. I mean, they got. 12 tackles out of Daquan Jackson. I'll actually get to him in a sec. They got 12 tackles out of Cameron Carter, Patchen, McBride, Mitchell. They're just making plays. And, like, they're so stout. It's their third straight game in which they've held their opponent under 300 total yards of offense. That's a big deal in college football. Like, that does not happen. College football teams, you walk off the bus and have 250 yards. So the fact that they've been able to do this three straight weeks against not bad offenses, no, you're not playing Alabama. But they're playing good teams, and the front seven's just been so solid. They're fun to watch. It's fun to watch when you have like an at a D line, uh, D line that absolutely wrecks.
1: <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> what What is it? I wreck. <laughs> oh,
0: but they've just been awesome, and and yeah. I, yeah. That's the part, of of defense, you know? yeah, exactly. part of this new identity. It's
1: part of this new identity. It's it it's winning in the trenches. That is, and you can just look at a guy like Steve Adazio and tell that that's the type of football that he appreciates. I mean, he was a lineman.
0: He brought um, it up today. He's like, defense still wins championships. And he actually took a, not a shot, but Nick Saban made a comment about how like he's always been a defensive coach and now offense is like what they lean in on. And Dazio wasn't having it. I'll play the audio on the podcast later uh, tomorrow. But uh, basically, it's like that's BS. Defense still wins. <laughs> let's and talk about it. Let's talk about that. All right. <laughs> um, let's talk about some beer towers. And uh, obviously, BLTs? Todd Santeo Todd gets a beer tower. And I hope he just has a great time. I hope beer's flowing out of his nose stud. As he's just gross. throwing them back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of gross. But having like, like, a good old time.
1: How does it even work? In You're in this fantasy you've created. Like, have you ever a,
0: beer bonged a beer and it like comes out a little bit?
1: Is that the behavior that you think takes place at the DNVR bar? We just start doing beer bongs with the beer towers, and we have beer flowing out of our noses. And then, that, and if you have a nose stud out of that,
0: I don't know if I want to say this because I know that somebody's going to try and make me do it, but. Back in the day, before I was even of age, we'll throw out there, since I seem like a real doric on this one. I got two MIPs. I'll throw that out there for my street cred.
1: Yeah, look at this guy. I
0: not anything to brag about. It was a total <laughs> pain in my ass, but I could beer bomb a beer in like three seconds when I was about 19. Wow. It was actually pretty disgusting. It'd be like, That's... it's just been...
1: And then beer would flow out of your nose ring, right?
0: Occasionally. Occasionally. That's just a product of the game, man. You you go big or go home. (laughs) Uh, I got a beer sour for Caden Camper. Thanks, Scott. Much love, guys. Everybody. Oh, hell yeah. We got a super sticker. Shout out to our man, Scott. Shout out to everybody uh, sending kind words to D-Line. He deserves them. And obviously, that's just a tough thing to go through. But we're not going to focus on that. We're focusing on dubs and victories. And good vibes and beer towers, like for Daquan Jackson, who had 12 tackles, he's had double-digit tackles in every single game this season. He'll never brag about it. He's the leader of this defense by far. He doesn't get the love necessarily that guys like Patchin and you know Toby McBride are getting because they get to make all the sacks. DJ just does the dirty work and he's an absolute stud. And again, it's just like it reminds me of growing up with like Al Wilson and and DJ Williams. It's fun when your team has a couple of really beastly linebackers and that's DeQuan Jackson. That's Cameron Carter. These dudes lay the wood. They're consistent. They don't over pursue that pursue. They don't try and do too much out there. Like they're just beasts. And he had a, he had a great post-game comment. And this is a something we can kind of wrap it up on before we transition just into the final thoughts here. He's like, you know, as frustrating as that first month was, we didn't play a bunch of slaps in that first month. And, uh, you know, that's short for a, a different term that I'm not going to say live on air. But the team of north, I'll just say this. The, the team that lost the bronze boot last year.
1: Oh, that's boy. been
0: having to think about it. They played a bunch of slaps that first month. And we'll see how they respond now that the schedule actually gets tough. Anyways... It's closing time. It's time for our final thoughts. We're going to get out of here. We've already been live for 50 minutes. This has been a blast, man. Nothing oh.
1: better than talking to win. I know, dude. All dubs, all vibes, all day. I don't even know how to
0: handle them. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. I, well, you,
1: it's, you, it, you, you put it around a, a member beer or a beer tower or a beer bong is what it sounds like. God, that sounds so good. I, <laughs> a, a, if, if CSU
0: makes a bowl game, Oh my god! Beer bong a beer on video. You heard it here. I'll do. It. I'll do it live if I have to. I'll put myself at the risk of embarrassment. No takes. You know, if I choke on it, I choke on it. They make a bowl game. <laughs> let me to go. it. Tweet at me. Uh, final takeaways from my man Nicholas Toffelmeyer. San Jose. They, they are not a state. And uh, I know that's a terrible joke, but it makes me laugh every single time. And I'm going to tweet it for every team that CSU plays. That's a state school. That's you know not a state. Yes, Michael Moore. Fort Collins, they do hand them out like candy, especially when they're undercover in the parking lot outside the stadium. Look, if I don't, I'm 26 and I don't look 21. So imagine how I looked when I was 19. We'll just say that I was much too confident drinking in public. Those were on me. <laughs> I don't blame Fort Collins police at all. Like, I,
1: speaking of which, up. speaking of which, I would it would have been in, growing up in Fort Collins if the police would just come around and hand out candy. That would have been incredible. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> make, make people like the police.
0: Uh, the last call, you know, my last take, and, and really this has been the overarching theme of this entire podcast, is that this team is trending in the right direction. It's not perfect. There's still room for improvement. They need to be more consistent offensively. They need to give up less plays in the back end defensively. They ha- they're going to have to play some really good teams, you know, down the stretch in conference play. We'll see how they handle that. But there is reason to believe oh, in this team right now, and preach. you you can be skeptical
1: Let's and go. still buy in and
0: have fun. Like I don't understand why I I genuinely think that some people's hatred for Steve Adazio is so deep that they're just they're grasping, they're looking for something to be pissed off about these last couple of weeks. And again, is it perfect? No, it's not going to be. We're a Mountain West it looked team. Look perfect today. In rebuild. It was pretty damn close. They need to execute Eight? better in the red zone. Like that's really the only thing you can nitpick about today.
1: Did they destroyed San Jose State? San Jose and State. Even, yeah, no, like that, think- even
0: even that's not a fair criticism because you want to know what they still scored every time they were in the red zone. It wasn't touchdowns. No. But if you get points every time, like more times than not, that's a that's a recipe for success. And we no. experienced the flashiness of wide receiver you. And you want to know what it mostly ended up with? Fucking heartbreak. Yep. The Boise State game, Wyoming, Air Force—everybody yep. kicked this team in the teeth for years. You're not going to kick them in the teeth. That's just not how they're built. They may not—they may not, you know, make a bowl when it's all said and done because it just they got a tough schedule and they dug themselves a pretty deep hole. But they have veterans, and they're going to play their ass off. And uh, I just—I hope these crowds keep coming. Like I, I hope it's a sellout for Boise State, regardless of what happens these next two weeks, because we've seen like. They feed off the energy. They feed off the atmosphere. And it's just good for college football. Like, there's nothing better than being in a rocking stadium. Like, the fans will enjoy it more. The players will enjoy it more. It all works in sync. I feel very proud to be at the moment. Uh, Eric, do you want to say anything else on this one?
1: Our man Addison Chili in the comments, feeling the right vibes. He's on our level. He gets it. There's only one thing left to do that's win the whole effing thing. Addison, you couldn't be more correct. I feel strangely, confusingly, but now convincingly proud to be. I'm ready to go. It's CSU time. Um, let's go, baby.
0: Well said. Look, I'm not going to say anything crazy or you know super bold at the moment, but still, t- still statistically possible. Just throwing it out there. Everything you want to do this season is still you know, within reach. And uh, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Really looking forward to it. All right. That's all we've got today. I'm Justin Michael. Eric, thank you. Yahir, our main man behind the scenes, the man behind the curtain, absolutely killing it. Thank you so much to everybody in the DNVR Rams community. Keep engaging. Keep showing up. This thing is trending in the right direction. I will provide you with all the content you can possibly stomach. I promise you that. And, uh, yeah, this is DMVR Rams late night presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'll be back with another podcast tomorrow after I rewatch the game. Much love, y'all. Much love.